welcome to the Floodcast, and I am your host, Anna Michelle Iguamo. And this is my safe space where I talk about God, my experiences of walking with Him, and also use His words to encourage and heal others. We are currently in a Bible in the Year Challenge where we read through the entire Bible in 365 days. And I don't think you press play by chance. So I do hope that you stay tuned because God wants to talk to you. And this might be just what you need to hear today. So, guys, today is day 75 of our Bible in a Year challenge, and you are so welcome to another episode of this podcast. First things first, I'm super glad that you can make it. This is a huge milestone. So, just take a quick break to clap for yourself if you've reached this day 75. And I'm so excited I could come on today and join me on this journey. We will be continuing on our journey, taking readings from the books of Numbers, Deuteronomy, and also praying with Psalms. So, just a couple of things to note today. Um, first things first is we are ending with Numbers. We're, we're not ending today, but we're kind of at the last phase of Numbers. And we can easily draw up the lineup between Numbers and Deuteronomy. Like in the beginning of Numbers was when the Israelites were literally entering the desert,、um, trying to find their way. And now, towards the end, where we are right now is where they have spent about 40 years approximately in the desert, and they are in the wilderness of Moab, after which they will be heading to the promised land. So, The the festivals and the covenants will be seeing a lot of them being reiterated and being repeated over and over again to the Israelites so that they do not forget how to leave once they enter the promised land. It's just like when your teacher is about to give that pop quiz or you're about to take that finals and he's just kind of reiterating everything you guys have learned all through the semester so you don't fail. Woefully in your test. So that's kind of the scenario that's happening in here. So, in the numbers, we have three main festivals that were、um, talked about in numbers. These festivals have been、um, given in Leviticus. I don't know if you guys have. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, but they were stated in Leviticus and they are being repeated again today in Numbers. That is the, the first one is the festival of New Year. Then you have the Day of Atonement. And the last one is the festival of shelters. So each and every of this festival have their significance. So you have the first one, which is the New Year festival that, is on, that was to be celebrated on the first day of the seventh month. And then on the 10th day of the seventh month is the Day of Atonement, and then you have the Festival of Shelters being celebrated on the 15th day of the、um, seventh month. And one thing to note is that the Festival of Shelters was kind of、um, about the Israelites giving from what they have been given. So, like, after their harvest, after everything that their land was able to produce, they kind of give back. To God, and then you could see that,、um, should I say, progression? So, you have like on the first day, you have there is this difference between, especially in the number of bowls that there is offered. So, you have like the first day,、um, you have 13 bowls should be offered along with others, other offerings, along with wine offerings, along with cereal offerings. And then on the second day, you have 12 bowls, and then on the third day, you have 11 bowls, and that kind of progresses down to the seventh day where you have seven bowls. and One thing to note is this festival, like I said, the heart of the festival was so that the Israelites could learn how to give 
from what they've been given from the abundance that they've been given not because god eats these things i mean in i think in some verses it does say that the other is pleasing to god but not because god kind of feasts on them <laughs> like like a monster in one of those movies that you it feasts or he lives off of animals no there is i don't think there's any amount of animals that would be able to fill up god's stomach if he had one <laughs> but the point is that the israelites could learn how to be grateful number 1 and also how to remember that everything they've been given they were given by god they were given to them by god and that would just stick up in their heads if there was at any point in their lives that they would start to think that everything they had amassed and all the successes and wins they have gotten was by their own power this festival will kind of bring to mind that they were given everything by god and they had to offer them back up to god and i think that is one important lesson that is really significant for us as Christians today especially being in the lenten season um just a quick side note concerning the lenten season today is friday hope you guys went for stations of the cross if you didn't it's not too late it's still friday where i'm at i hope it's still friday where you are at and as you're listening to this so quickly do your stations of the cross um back to what i was saying it's really important for us to learn how to be charitable during lent and one thing one um should i say one mistake we make is that okay once you say be charitable the first thing that comes to your head is or oh, have to give money to someone being charitable necessarily doesn't always mean giving money you know it can be giving anything to someone who is in need of it like it can be giving your time it can be going to visit sick people in the hospital it can be going to visit prisoners it can literally be offering things anything that you have at your disposal to people who are in need of them you can be offering your clothes that you probably have kept in your wardrobe for a couple of years literally anything another topic that was discussed today is the topic of vows and it was talking about how a woman is not bound or bound to the vows and promises she makes to God depending on if her husband or her father agrees to it and then if she is single or if she is um married or divorced or widowed and probably maybe she's still with her father or her husband agrees to it then she's bound by those vows so one thing i just want to notice apparently this law would not be would not be able to be implemented in our time now for obvious reasons and it's important to know that while we are reading this laws that these laws were not given um to people living in an ideal situation Right. So we, first of all, we saw how the world was broken right from Adam and Eve and how sin became introduced. So now these people are so used to manipulating others. They are so used to dominating others. They're so used to carrying out their evil acts and being selfish and just doing things that suits them for their own needs that God gave these laws to put a limit on that, to put a cap on that. So this is these laws were kind of like a guide. This is how you should resolve certain situations that are not even supposed to occur in the first place. But then sin came into the world, so now you have to deal with it. And these are the laws that could help you deal with that. So that's how we should kind of interpret these laws when we, um, when we read them. So 
I don't think they can be implemented now. <laughs> so sorry to break it to you, sweetheart. If you're a young woman or if you're married, whether or not your dad or your husband agrees to your vow or promises, it is your personal relationship with God and you're going to be held accountable for it. And that brings me to the second thing I want to note is that you also made mention, um, this part also made mention of the fact that just because um, if those women's husband or if their fathers did not agree to it, that means they will not be held accountable or they will not be... F- able to face the consequences of their vows which can also mean that if they agree to it that means they will be held accountable meaning they'll be able to face the consequences of those vows if they do not fulfill them and it kind of reveals the importance and the significance of the vows and the promises that we make to god which is why jesus said that we should not swear by anything in heaven on earth or by our hair because we cannot make one strand black or white Meaning we should be very, very careful of what we do and what we say, especially when it has to do with God. So if you want to make a vow or a promise to God, by all means, do it. God, I think God honors people that are able to fulfill their vows. I think that's one way to bring God's attention to something. We can see the story of Hannah. You can cite that as an example but while you're making your vows, while you're making your promises, be intentional about fulfilling them and don't just make empty promises of vows. And this might not this this really is not related to like resolutions like, oh, I'm going to read my Bible every day and then you probably end up not doing it. No, that's not the kind of vows we're talking about. We're talking about serious vows, serious promises. So if you're about to make one, you might be um, just giving you a heads up that you should be very careful because God takes vows and promises very, very seriously. And then moving on to Deuteronomy. Also, this is a reiteration of the covenant that was given to the Israelites in Mount Sinai. And now they're in the wilderness of Moab. And all of that is just getting reinstated all over again so that they do not forget i think i've said this before but i'm going to say it again that these people are entering into a territory that is currently or that was currently occupied by people that lived lives separate from the life that god called them to and so it was just a way all of this, all of this reiteration of covenants, of laws, of festival, is God telling the Israelites that when you get there, when you get to the promised land, you're going to want to be like these people. You're going to want to be like everyone else. You're going to want to have a king like everyone else. You're going to want to um, worship idols like everyone else. You're going to want to dress like everyone else. But you can't be like everyone else, not because you're special, not because you're better off than them but because you are mine because i have called you to be my people and that is one thing that we can take from that as christians we're not by our own power right without god we're not better than everyone else not because we also have our sinful nature we also have our weaknesses but what makes us stand out is that god has called us to be his people god has chosen us to be his and so We cannot afford to live and to be like everyone else. Um, 
I think that's all I have for you guys today. This is actually my shortest episode so far. And here's to many more short episodes. I just want to be going straight to the point with this and not just extend it and make it too lengthy. Anyways, I hope you have gained one or two from the short episode. And I would see you guys in the next episode. Same time, same place. Have an amazing day.